Hey, good day, everybody. This is Dan Young with Total Wellness Radio. Thank you so much for tuning in, making us a part of your day. In this episode, episode 339, for the second time, we get to catch up with Deanne DeVille. She is a nutritionist, best-selling author, healthy lifestyle coach, and educator. After spending 20-plus years successfully in the Silicon Valley in corporate America, she unfortunately received a cancer diagnosis, and being true to her form, she turned her nonstop life of chaos into one of thriving and high energy through targeted nutrition, lifestyle shifts, and stress management techniques. Today, you can reach Deanne at coach at healthybyheart.com. That's healthybyheart.com. And sit back and enjoy this enlightening episode of Total Wellness Radio. Hey everybody, welcome back to Total Wellness Radio. Today, Deanne DeVille out of California is with me for a second time. We actually uh, crossed paths in uh, late uh, 2020. I was looking at my notes here on show notes and we actually did our first interview in December of 2020 and I will post a link to that initial conversation. And uh, Deanne, thank you so much for taking time to do another episode of Total Wellness Radio. I appreciate it. Well, thank you for having me back. I also really appreciate it. You know, the, the, the things that some of the comments we were getting on before we started the show are, are, are actually worthy of repeating at some point, I'm certain, in this conversation. Um, as, a, as a repeat guest on Total Wellness Radio, let's just kind of pick up a little bit where we left off and then we can get into some current events, current activities and, and projects and things that you're offering as resources to position people to thrive and be more productive and gain clarity, energy, and fulfillment in their life. And I know you do it uh, as well as anybody on the planet. That's why I'm so thankful that you agreed to do another episode on Total Wellness Radio. When we, when we, last, uh, when we last spoke back in uh, 2020, we were just uh, g- completing our first, uh, what, nine months of shortening the curve. Is that right? That's about right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So bring our listeners up to speed. What's been going on with, with you, Deanne, in your world? Well, you know, much, much like everybody else, of course, our world has dramatically changed. And in many ways, my personal world has not changed a lot because I already was doing virtual and online work. The major difference, of course, is that I don't see anybody in person, you know, except for unless they're local. Mm-hmm. So for me personally, my impact hasn't changed a lot, but mm-hmm. the people I'm talking to, of course, their lives have changed so dramatically yes. in ways, of course, it's impacting their health as it, as it inevitably will. But what I find most is that, you know, that we're living now and humans are pack animals and we require connection. Yes. We require hugs. We, we require this literally physical contact and you know, seeing each other's faces, and, and with that being shut down, how things have changed dramatically for so many people is more on the mental health level. Yes. And then, of course, then that leads into other health problems, whether it be addictions or all kinds of other problems, weight gain, all kinds of things. Yeah, yeah, we've seen a drastic, uh, mm-hmm. noticeable increase. Some of my clients work at the, the Department of Health here in in Cheyenne, and. Uh, they obviously are keeping pretty close to the vest in terms of communication about outside issues, but, 
but it's been strongly indicated to me, and I'm sure it has you, that you know things like suicide, things like uh, alcoholism, drug addiction, um, law enforcement is uh, severely challenged now more than ever. And I'm, you know, before we started the recording for the podcast, one of the things that we touched on was the fact that you know good science is based on good observation. And okay, in March of 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 2020. I was prepared to, hey, shut down the clinic for a couple of weeks. Let's, you know, get on the bandwagon, beat the drum, and, and support our community. Right. But by, uh, right. by the end of April, okay, uh, it was becoming very evident that the so-called health authorities in a position of authority, but zero accountability, unfortunately, are positioning people to get sicker faster, longer. We're seeing right. things like uh, that came true in, in the book, The Hacking of the American Mind, um, written by a medical doctor on the amygdala hijack, people are in, stuck in fight or flight mode. Their immune systems are compromised. They're, there's so there's a, such a ripple effect of good science, which is good observation, that the way this is being handled, what our our country is being subjected to, and unfortunately, the diminishment of health as a result of this approach is clearly evident by now. Don't we think? Oh, absolutely. And one of the things that I have frequently said is that a patient cured is a customer lost. I love and that. when when we're looking at it from the naturopath side, of course, we want people to get better. But if you're looking at it from a pharmaceutical business model, well, you know, there's no money in that, right? They don't want people to get healthier. And you know, where's the next blockbuster drug coming from? And you know, we, we see these headlines and we see the huge profits and so all that we have been watching unfold over the last, you know, 22 months now mm -hmm. is just increasing problems with people's health Yeah. on many levels. Yeah. So is it fair to say, Deanne, that the evidence that we have now accumulated after 22 months strongly suggests that those who were considered at one time in our history as health authorities and providing health care are in fact uh, tyrannical in their authority and it's about profits and it's not a health care system but more a disease management system. Is it fair to say that? Well, absolutely. And of course, that has that's not new. No. We don't truly have a health care system. We have a sick care management system. But what I'm seeing more so in the last 18, 20, 22 months is so much more divisiveness and there are many medical doctors and other medical uh, professionals and practitioners that are starting to question because they're not seeing what they expected to see and they truly want to help. Mm -hmm. And then there are others who are so entrenched mm -hmm. in their belief system that they don't want to be proven wrong, so they dig in even more. And where I'm seeing, I'm, I'm sure you are as well, we're seeing such divisiveness. Yeah. And, you know, again, that's another that's a problem because as a war tactic, you know, united we stand, divided we fall. Yep. And it's good to be sticking together and taking a step back. And I'm glad you mentioned science because, you know, it, it is observation. But the hallmark also of science is about if you can prove it and repeat it. Yes. And, you know, what are we doing here? Well, we're repeating the same things that we've been seeing by doing what they thought was going to stop it. Yes. Isn't some, didn't somebody once say that that's the definition of insanity? 
doing I the, believe so. <laughs> doing, doing, <laughs> doing, the, doing the same thing over and over, expecting a yep. different result. Exactly, right? And, you know, it's good to have a laugh in there, too. And it's uh, laughter is by far the best medicine, I think. So it's yeah. important to try to try to be a little light about this once in a while and do have some humor around it. Yeah. So when it comes to the the approach that you're now taking, because as you said, you're, you know, you're in the Silicon Valley, you are seeing, you know, your business personally and professionally was not too much impacted because of the virtual nature and the quality of resources you can deliver that way. But you're seeing some, you know, a lot of people, as we have too, that are, their, their whole worlds have been turned upside down by this, by this approach. Yes, absolutely. And it's, it's really tragic to see. And I'm seeing so many more people, you know, just friends and neighbors and people that I talk to, not clients, but people talking about other issues that they're now having it's like oh yes. i know i'm shopping too much or they you know these are coping mechanisms yes because they're escaping the pain that they have not yet identified yes. so increased alcohol consumption increased you know drug use all, all kinds of things are on the rise and people yeah. are not necessarily attributing it to the real cause yeah they're just coping and escaping and they're just trying to get by and do the best that they can yeah have you noticed out there, because we're seeing it a lot here in, in our region, uh, Cheyenne and Denver and, and, you know, into the Nebraska, Montana, Utah area, that the, the, the big buzz now is not so much what this, uh, this virus, and it's a real virus, by the way, listeners, and we're not, we're not downplaying the, the severity of, of pathology at work against a body that's compromised. We're not playing that down at all, okay? This is real. However, it is... It is it is tenfold amplified by the way it has been approached. And we're seeing now that with all the testing, all the testing, that's no longer about uh, your health. It's no longer about you're at risk. It's about what, who can get tested positive today and all the testing and the numbers, the numbers, it's all focused on can we even, can we even come up with a shred of, a, a shred of observational proof that it still is around? Is that, are you seeing a lot of that? Yeah, and that is another really interesting point because, you know, test all you want, but what is the what is the patient or the person? What are they exhibiting? What what signs are they showing? And does that matter if you have a positive or negative? And we know all about the, you know, if it's manipulated or tested different ways or, or if it was done correctly, et cetera. All that aside, what's going on with the person? And that's what we really need to address. You know, the, the, the germ theory is still hanging around, even though mm -hmm. if it were true and you and I got an air, on an airplane and we're flying from Cheyenne to San Jose and we're talking and the people all around us are coughing and sneezing and they're, they're not well. Right. And that other people are getting sick. But if you and I don't get sick, then is it the germ? I mean, we're in a tube that is recycled air. Of course we should be getting sick. Yep. The germ is the problem. It's our body's response. And you, and you just mentioned a really good point about the compromised body. And this is the one thing also, you know, with the, the last 22 months, if we are able to lock down an entire world and control their movements and control their behaviors, you'd think that we would be able to instill a sense of eating right and mm -hmm. exercising and the things that are healthy yes. rather than 
increasing, like you say, that the, what we are doing is making it worse. Yeah. Yeah, the, the notion of the amygdala hijack and how that, that can get stuck in a fight or flight uh, mentality, emotional response, regardless of the, the data presented to the person, um, there's just, and there's just so much evidence that that is, uh, that has taken place on a global scale. Um, in terms in terms of people's inability now to see beyond the the notion that yes there's a virus yes we've gone through some really tough times okay now if you're 55 or younger never get tested again if you're listen to me on this podcast if you're 55 years old or younger refuse to be ever tested again and guess what 95 percent of the headlines now go away well now what would he left with we're left with right. a, we're, we're left with a healthcare uh, disease management care excuse me system that has fired all of its good people that were making thirty dollars an hour so that they could bring in travel nurses at ninety dollars an hour. Right. Wake right. up. Wake up. Wake up. Wake <laughs> yeah. up. And right. start looking and, at the big picture on this. Yes, and and people are people are starting to really question because it's gone on so long. Yeah. And they're not getting the results that they wanted. So people now, we would hear stories of somebody else, but more and more people are impacted in a variety of ways. So now it's impacting people personally. Yes. So now it's no longer, I, I hear this story, I think it's fake news. It's like, wow, I actually see that. Yes, yes. Yeah, it's, it's interesting. And I think we all were in the same boat in March of 2020 when we all, I think, we all got on the bandwagon and we and we we started beating the same drum of we're going to protect our community we're going to protect each other hey this is this is what they're you know this is what's being done um but then very shortly after that i was seeing signs i don't know about your community but i was seeing signs posted by businesses that was saying masks are law they were actually mavericks for one of them which wow. by the way i've never spent another nickel at mavericks and if anybody out there that works for mavericks i'm sorry for you but I'll never spend another dime with them again if my life could possibly never depend on it um, because of the posting lies, putting it on their right. doors that this is law. This is right. not no, law. Exactly. A mandate is a, not a law. <laughs> yeah. So, but when you have a, when you have been able to successfully create panic and then continue to uh, do things in a headline manner that tries to 24-7, 365 now, perpetuate that, that narrative of fear. Um, did you, did, let, me, let me just say that. Did you, do you think you ever had it? Did you ever, get, did you ever come down with the, with the virus? I did. Yeah, I did too. And let me, mm -hmm. let me share my experience with you. I, I can't, it was about six or seven months ago, um, and I, I categorized it based on my experience with getting... Uh, Bronch bronchial pneumonia one time when I was about um, 16 and mm -hmm. I categorized my experience with this as one of the top five uh, responses, one of the most aggressive responses in my immune system to that pathology that I've had in my life, probably the top five. I had uh, severe, uh, severe, I never got tested by the way, I just suspect that that was what was going on and my body's response to it was very aggressive, thank you God. I had severe fever for three days, severe body aches, and then fatigue for about three weeks to four weeks. And uh -huh. I got to tell you, 
I've never, I haven't felt this good in a long time. <laughs> I mean, I've, since coming through that, my body, like, it purified and it did its, it did what it was supposed to do. Thank God it was right. very robust and healthy and responsive. Right. And people don't realize that a lot of those symptoms that we go through are not the, what the bug's doing to us. It's how our body's getting rid of the bug. Exactly. Pain. And when we try to suppress those symptoms, we're yep. actually restricting our healing. Yep. What was your experience? I, I hit it really hard right from the get-go because uh -huh. I didn't want to have any issues. Uh -huh. So I took, there's several herbs that are on my list for any type of stealth virus mm -hmm. or, you know, harder, uh, cloaked viruses, mm -hmm. anything that's harder to get rid of. Yes. So I did a cycle of that and it worked, you know, it works pretty darn well for many things. Yes. And I did that in addition to, I was nebulizing hydrogen peroxide, yep. alternating with hypochlorous acid. Okay. And I also would lie prone as much as I can because yes. it's not comfortable at all to lie in her stomach, right? Right. But it relieves the pressure on the lungs. Yes. And so I did that uh, with the nebulizing, I think was critical. And then these herbs, I also took a lot of calcium and magnesium and there were some other you know supplements that i took there were literally supplements every single hour yes. and during the night i'm trying to sleep so it's not all night long but if i'm waking up a lot i'm taking supplements yes and i really i had a mild fever i think the first day and i did feel something in my lungs and i have i have like a, a it's called ground glass opacity it's from a, a lung thing I had years ago, but it's still there. So I don't want an issue. It's kind of like if you've had pneumonia once, you don't want to have that because you've got, if you have a compromise already, right? Mm -hmm. So I wanted to hit it really hard and not let up at all. And somebody asked me, I said, well, you know, did you get tested? No, I didn't. Well, then how do you know? Did you lose your sense of taste or smell? And I thought, no, I can still taste. Yeah, I did But too. then I had realized I had been boiling bones on the stove because I usually all winter long I'm you know I've got bone broth and I this bones have been on the stove probably you know eight hours and I couldn't smell them it's like oh I did lose my sense of smell <laughs> <laughs> oh wow that's just that's just classic have yeah. you uh, it, it came back of course you know yeah yeah I didn't go through that I had an adjustment of taste that was it was it was kind of interesting it was it was almost like my taste buds just weren't as keen, right? I didn't lose taste. Yeah. I, I never lost smell. I didn't lose taste, but it was kind of suppressed. Like things are just, you know what? That's just kind of bland. Yeah. It don't matter, you know. And yeah, and, and that's and that's uh, completely, you know, that's that's not a, a, a long going issue either. So, are you uh, are you uh, finding that that uh, well, you mentioned it earlier about people kind of, you know, they're they're opening their eyes and they're expanding their awareness. And they're, uh, I, I'm kind of, I'm, 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 for me personally, I, I mean, it doesn't bother me if other people say it, but for me personally, I've kind of gotten out of this, you know, people are waking up thing. I just, I, it's, I'm trying to be kinder and gentler, Deanne, is really <laughs> what I'm trying to, you know, uh, and empathetic uh, to other people's um, viewpoints. But I'll tell you, I, I'm certainly thankful that we have seen, and we really in Wyoming where we, we went we experienced the best of a bad situation in, in our part of the, on our part of the country here, at least in that, um, you know, our business, we were fortunate. We never uh, were put to the position of having to completely shut down. 
Um, right. We did have uh, what the health department tried to declare was a mask mandate, but what I and, and most businesses, you know, they put the signs out that say, you know, masks required. I put the, I posted the entire uh, 16 pages of the mandate, and I flipped it to the page that said, oh, but by the way, you may be entering a facility where there will be people not wearing masks, and if you have a concern about this, then you can certainly reschedule for curbside service. <laughs> Um, right. Very but, good. But I did yep. not. Uh, I did not subject my my my. I did not subject healthy people to throwing on a mask so that they could down you know downregulate respiration at the cellular level, upregulate oxidation, and make them sick faster. Right. I just didn't do it. <laughs> <laughs> it made no sense. Right. <laughs> so that's something called common sense, but yeah. I'm not sure how. I think we should rephrase that. I'm not sure it's so common anymore. Yeah, it's unfortunate. Uh, it's unfortunate. And, and again, we've been so very blessed, and I know as you have as well, you know, in your in your own you know personal life and business to be able to move forward. And and really, you know, I look back on it. My life was affected by maybe ten percent in terms of social activities that I enjoyed, and and all those have been uh, here in Cheyenne. All those have been restored, and we're we're moving forward. So it's going to be. It's going to be interesting what, you know, what's next, right? Isn't that kind of what's on people's minds? Like, what are we going to what's see next? What's next, right? Um, and there is no going back to normal. And it's what, what is the new normal? It's going to be better. I really am excited for oh. what is coming in that, you know, it is, oh, I'll go back to using that word, you know, waking up kind of yeah, thing. Sure. I believe there is a consciousness. There is yes. awareness. There is a rising level of people saying, I want to live better. Yes. Not go back to normal, but go back to something, you know, create better. something better. And if better. one thing, you know, that a lot of people learned in 2020, because they're forced to be in, it's almost like a forced hibernation. And hibernation is, is a similar to meditation. It's going inward. It's about contemplation and mm -hmm. real evaluating what is important in life, yes. family and values. And then, you know, people trying to achieve this work-life balance. Well, there's no such thing. I mean, you're not going to work exactly eight hours and then have eight hours for family time and expect to feel balanced. It doesn't work that way. Right. And it's really about satisfaction. Are yes. you enjoying what you're doing? Yeah. And if you're if you're in a position where you're working and you're not either being nurtured some way, you're not psychologically, you don't feel safe, or you're doing work that really doesn't align with your purpose, you know, these are the things people are questioning and, and they're calling it the great resignation as people are, you know, quitting their jobs. Yes. But it's really about the great realization. Uh, people are waking uh, up and they want something different. And so I'm excited for that. Yeah, I, I'm I'm so grateful to hear you say that, and that's one of the reasons I reached out to you first for 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 a you know kind of a recap follow up interview on the podcast because you know we, I've been telling people for 18 months that you know with great challenge comes equal if not better opportunity, and we as as an as individuals as families as communities and as a whole are being presented with in our lifetimes. Wow, I can't believe I get to live through it the greatest opportunity for expansion and and positive change in so many ways so i i couldn't agree with you i couldn't agree with you more thank you for saying that 
Absolutely. It's just as you were saying that, I, I just have chills now. It's, it is an exciting time. And, and I do feel blessed also that I'm able to be here and experiencing it right now. Yes, I am as well. So share with our listeners, uh, you know, you are a best-selling author. Congratulations. And that's, been, that's, that's not news to you and I, but it might be news to the folks listening to the new podcast here. But uh, share with us some of the, uh, the success principles, some of the things that you have that are going to help expand that newfound desire for change in the in the listeners uh, uh, today on the podcast one of the things that you touched on not long ago and we had our laugh about is you know hitting your head against a wall and you know ex- expecting a, a different role result <laughs> doing the same thing since people are now really stopping and evaluating and looking and contemplating and doing things differently it's really about a very simple formula that I learned several years ago, and it's very simple. It's E plus R equals O. The events that are happening in the world are out of our control. We cannot change them. We, it's better to accept them rather than try to control those events because they, it's real. It's like the lockdowns, the mask mandates, COVID. Yes. Yes. It's real. Yes. We can choose our response to it, and that is how we impact the outcome. That's and if we don't respond appropriately, we just react out of fear and negativity or, you know, we we end up drinking too much or gaining a lot of weight. This is a chosen response and we get an outcome based on that. And another way, of course, to respond is saying, well, this is a new way of living. We are moving into a new era and it is exciting. And instead of doing this, what I always did, I am going to step into something new and grow and be different and have a different life. And then we create a different outcome. And so E plus R equals O. It's a simple formula. I, uh, before the lockdowns, I was volunteering in elementary schools. I love the fourth grade level is like one of my most favorite time because they're so they're mm. on that cusp of they're still innocent and kids and wanting <laughs> to learn and excited. And then right after that is when they're really heavily influenced by their peers and they, they're really self-conscious. But that fourth grade level is really exciting. And I taught them the acronym was FROG because, you know, they like to spell a word. Because when I said <laughs> E plus R equals O, they were like, Arrow. Arrow. Right, what's that? So I used FROG. And it's the same basic thing. The fact is, COVID's real, there's a lockdown, you're wearing masks or whatever. And then the R is the same thing about your response and you get to choose it and it and it becomes the outcome and it's either grim, good or great. So wow. they, they totally understood Frog and they brought to me stories. It was really exciting. They would come to me with stories like last night, my mom asked me to help my sister with homework and I really didn't want to, but I knew if I, if I stamped my feet or did something, you know, not helpful, then I might get grounded or I might, something else might happen. So she totally put it together. And this is what's so rewarding. I love it. It's great with kids, but I love it with adults too. It's like when you start realizing how you're co-creating your own reality, Mm -hmm. that gives you the power to change. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I love that. So E plus R equals O is events plus response equals outcome. Exactly. Okay. Well, I'm going to be I'm going to be sharing that with all of the the folks uh, on on every platform I can because it's uh, and and obviously the the book title what is the book title one of the references that we can share with our listeners from that angle as well 
Yeah, so the book that is out is Women Who Influence, and I am one of 30 chapters, so it's a compilation, if you will. And in that book, I talk about my experience with cancer, specifically, uh, yes. because here I am, you know, I know about nutrition, right? I know about health, and I get diagnosed with cancer. Well, of mm. course, it's far more than just nutrition. Yes. And I really dove deep into it, kind of like 2020. I started looking in the mirror. Cancer is often a disease of a disconnect. And, you know, we often, a lot of people, especially where I am in Silicon Valley, they prize the knowledge so much that they live in their heads and they really feel like the physical body is just a vehicle for transporting the mind around. But the mind is what's important. Mm. And, it, and, it, and it's pretty common. In fact, one of the things that I heard from a client not long ago is that he felt really betrayed by his body. His body betrayed him by having this health issue that he had. And it's an interesting thing to think about, right? Did who betrayed who? You're saying your body betrayed you. So you are the mind and that's separate from the body. And it's just an interesting <laughs> way of, of, you know, are there two of you? Yeah, yeah. And uh, yeah, so, so back to the book, I really dive in on my keto experience and the disconnect and cancer and, you know, some of the ways forward. Okay, okay. You know, it's interesting, you, you, the comment you made about the mind being a separate entity and the body just the vehicle. I, I, when you said that, the thought ran through my mind, okay, now that connects some missing pieces for me when it comes to clients who they haven't made the connection that it's, it's all one. And I've over the years tried to get that connection in place by saying, look, if you go to a medical doctor and you have a headache, and they want you to take aspirin. You deliver that by way of swallowing it, right? Yes. Okay. So what makes you think that the aspirin has some form of magic secret sauce fairy dust on it that your body can now respond to for the headache, but yet the Mountain Dew or the evening sugar uh, cravings after dinner that you're, you're succumbing to and your del your, the delivery system is the same way, but that doesn't have any negative effect on your body? <laughs> right. I think that's called wishful thinking. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I have to agree. I have to agree. So what other projects have you got going on right now? Do you have anything new and exciting on the, on the project board that you're about to unveil or, or make available that our listeners could plug into? I am working on a couple of different things. Today is... Uh, as we're recording this, January 21, and typically January 20th is the day that people quit their New Year's resolutions. Ah. And, you know, it, they, yeah, we start off the new year and I'm going to do it this time. And we have this, all this great willpower and, you know, it fizzles out. And by this time, it's, you know, most people have just dropped it. And here is an opportunity because a lot of people then start thinking, it's not for me, I'm bad, I'm not good enough, I have no willpower, there's a lot of negative self-talk, which is incredibly damaging. And then we're starting to get into February, and then we have Valentine's Day, where we have a lot of chocolate and other junk. So I am going to be launching just a very short 30-day program about kicking the sugar habit. Ah. And it's not just about you know cleaning up 
the system and blood sugar and a cleanse in that way. But we're also looking at mindset. We're looking at what is the what are the driving factors? Why do we why are we reaching for this to begin with? What mm-hmm. are we feeding? What are we nurturing? And what mm-hmm. are we missing? Mm-hmm. Right, so I'm going to be doing that in March. Going to start that in March. I'm making a note. Now let me ask you this: Is there a link or a, a website, a certain place that we can go to? I know you've got uh, the healthybyheart.com. Is that still alive and well and kicking? Absolutely. And uh, the offer is not posted yet, but it's being worked on right now and it will be posted shortly. Excellent. I will make sure and I want to promote that quite heavily. I've got a, I've got a young lady and name's Amanda and I do a, a nutrition 101 class for all clients in public uh, attendance uh, the fourth Tuesday of the month. And she's going to come and she's going to speak uh, the first 15 or 20 minutes. She's opening the class on exactly what you're talking about, which is mindset. Excellent. And but she's speaking on it from the client's perspective of overcoming um, her past habits that had her. And she uh-huh. was diagnosed in, in uh, January of 2021 with stage four cancers. They found three tumors in the brain inoperable, one on the low spine lumbar region. Um, and she was given till November of 2021 to uh, to live. Um, which is a total other topic of discussion that I'm sure you and I could have a wonderful time picking apart the fact that when you're told that, never, ever, ever buy into it. Uh, these people right. are not God. And um, the, all they're doing is telling you they're, they're doing all they can do, but that's not all that can be done. So uh, their, knowledge exactly. is, their knowledge is limited. But she, she started her uh, protocol. She refused to do radiation and surgery, and she did chemo only with nutritional therapeutics, side by side but here's the thing what's most important she changed her mindset she changed her perspective on how she used to view her relationship with food and with people around her her family her friends she went to three different cancer support groups left within 10 minutes she says that is not where you're how you're going to get healthy talking about how bad you feel um right and she lost 37 pounds she is, her markers are completely uh, in the zone where they, the, 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 they can't even understand uh, the, the allopathic uh, side. The oncologist can't understand how she's done what she's done. They never see this and on and on and on. And I'm convinced that your program that you're going to touch on in March for everybody is one of the key components to client restoration of health. It's a key. Absolutely. Mindset is everything. And I'm really uh, intrigued by this story. And I'd love to learn more about her. Did you say her name was Amanda? Yeah, it's her her name. Actually, I can say it publicly because she's she's on our podcast. Uh, Her name is Amanda Jagadish. And I'm going to check that out. Yeah, she's on she's on the she's on the podcast. I believe I believe we did the uh, interview in November. Uh, that was the month they said that she would be, uh, she would not uh, live past. The right. port that she put in, uh, that they put in for this type of cancer is typically left in for five years because they know that their experience, their experience is that they are going to have to, in the most of these cases, have to go back and administer chemotherapy. And they took hers out after 11 months. That's amazing. And it's, and, and wait till you on- listen to her. Oh, Deanne. I'm excited. <laughs> yeah, wait till you listen to her. She came into the office. It was a Friday afternoon. She'd never done anything like that before. 
But she says, you know what, Dan, there's no resources for people in cancer here in, in Cheyenne. We have a good cancer center, good meaning, well-trained, compassionate, loving people that know what they know, but they don't, they're programmed. And, exactly. and so don't take away from the person, but take away from the approach. And, and she said, I've, I've gone to them to try and come in and just talk and share my experience and be uplifting. She, when she was going in and sitting in the chair to get chemo, she would bring in her own food. She, would, she chose never to touch anything that they offered in the hospital. And she is, uh, so I'm, I'm just doing whatever I can to give her a platform to get that positive mindset message out of what she had to do to walk through this. And, Absolutely. and boy, she's just a gem. She's just a gem. You'll love listening to her, uh, to That's her interview. Amazing. Yeah. Yeah. And one of the things that you touched on in that is about the diagnosis and the, you know, expectancy, the a November, 2021 date kind of thing. Yeah. To me, that is the highest form of negligence. Yes. Because most powerful thing of all, of all and it's proven and this is science and it is proven it's repeatable is hope hope is the very most important thing yes it's so true and then when we truly believe in ourselves and they also we've seen if if the placebo works for one person i think that we should be studying that and seeing what's different about that person and how did it work for that person and how can we replicate that yes because we are the placebo. Our mind is so powerful. Yes. We are just programmed to automatically look for the negative. And part of that is, is the way our brain is built. Our brain is just basically to keep us safe. So it's constantly looking for danger. Yes. But what kind of predators do we have today? You know, we don't have the saber-toothed tiger. Right. But today we have something unseen and it could be there right now and that is again you mentioned about the the amygdala hijack it's just constant right Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. never goes away right and the more there's our we can overcome it with the right mindset and the right way of thinking and we're not taught this in school not at all i'm very excited about your march release for your 30-day uh breaking that sugar habit and uh, positioning people to thrive with their mindset and looking at those behaviors. That's, I'm excited about that. Make sure that, that we have access to that because I wanna make sure and plug that everywhere I can and uh, see if we can't get some, some folks that are using your resources uh, along with ours uh, to, uh, to achieve their goals. Well, that would be great. And I'm happy to also share a discount code for your listeners. I'll share that with you and you can put it in the show notes and make it happen that'd be great that'd be great as we get ready to wrap up here um you know you touched on hope and one of the things that i'd like to finish up is just if there's one comment or one suggestion one pearl that you can share with our listeners what might that one pearl be today wow uh that it's it's completely about our potential mm. And when we stop for just a moment and sit in silence and in contemplation and we really tune into ourselves, we are so much more powerful than anybody realizes. Yes. And yes. that, and there are people who understand this and they don't necessarily want you to know this because, you know, if, if we individually are powerful, then we're independent. Yes. And we yes. can do so much. So it's just don't doubt yourself. Yes. Wise words from a very wise lady, Deanne. Thank you so much for doing this again with me. I really appreciate you. 
Well, thank you so much. I always enjoy talking with you. We will uh, promise we'll do this again and say it real loud so the recording can hear you. So I have I have evidence. <laughs> okay, great. <laughs> you know where to find me. Okay, dear. All right, for Deanne DeVille in the uh, sunny area of the Silicon Valley, this is Dan Young. We're signing off for this episode of Total Wellness Radio. That's going to do it for this episode of Total Wellness Radio. Thank you so much for making us a part of your day. Remember, if you are a practitioner in the healing arts and would like to have your own interview on Total Wellness Radio, please reach out to me, 307-631-5300. That's 307-631-5300. Send me a text message, your name and your modality, and let's get you scheduled to be on an upcoming episode of Total Wellness Radio.